Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, you. Hey, yo. Oh, it worked for me. It's, it, they it know what you say. Like French Canadian. That's uh, fine. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne. <laughs> That's you. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome in. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can, you can follow uh, us on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson, at Vinny Duber, at Ecknerwall23. Uh, that's Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him there. Uh, and he's got a piece up at allchgo.com about new catcher Corey Lee. That's Herb Lawrence. Hello. Follow him on Twitter again, uh, at Ecknerwall23. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. We're coming to you live after a White Sox loss, 11-1. to uh, It was quickish. Pitch clock for MVP. Okay, all right. I, I'm, I'm thrown off um, because I ordered this hat, and now I feel like this is the first time you guys are noticing it when I, we were about to go on air. Um, and now I don't know which is the right way to wear it. I wasn't around in 97, but I was like, oh, hey, it's my birth year. The Bulls won the championship. It's a, it's a starter hat, but it's, it's a, it's a, it, 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 there's a clip in it. Yeah, you put that down. But why, why, why would you ever unclip I don't, it? I don't That's know. what they call a newsboy cap. Oh, yeah. Extra, yeah. extra. Oh, I have no read idea. All about it. Yeah, you oh, got to go nice. sell uh, Chicago Daily Newses out on the street oh, corner later. Is no one going to talk about the big red line across the side right now? Oh, is oh, there? Wow. Yeah. Oh, there nice. is. The hat looks maybe a little tight. Let me put the hat oh, back good. on. All right, well, hey. <laughs> Wear it backwards. You, you, look, you look smooth. It's a, it's a seven and one fourth. Well, Vinny told me... Uh, I look like a beat poet and that I shouldn't be wearing topic. When you had sunglasses on with it. Or my shady rays. They're not right. just sunglasses. They're shady rays. And yeah, they're good-looking sunglasses. And they're dark, oh, yeah, yeah. like beat poets used to wear. Right. And, you know, check. So, so this is disrespectful. I, I don't know if it's disrespectful, but it looks like you're wearing like a Halloween costume to talk about Damn. something. Right, yeah. I don't look cool. No, I'm sure you look cool. You look real cool. Hey, I don't know. I don't well, know. I, I, wasn't, I, I didn't even buy the hats for it to be cool-looking. I just... I thought it was goofy. Uh, so right, yeah, right. you mission accomplished. All right, okay, yeah. all right. So we have a uh, <laughs> Samuel as, Jackson wears that hat. Is he the? He is the definition of cool. That's true. I am not Samuel L. Jackson though. You're I Sean W. Anderson. That's Do you have that true. middle initial? Yeah. Hey, all right. Hey, maybe we're working with something. Samuel, call me up. Uh, you guys ever see Die Hard Three? It's a great I did. flick. Of course, it's awesome. awesome flick. Yeah. It's the best of the three. Well, what? It's the best of those three. They made more than three. I know. Oh. I stopped watching after that. <laughs> it's the second best of the five. The first one's the best one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. One, three, four, two, five. Five is atrocious. I don't care for four. I would write Four off. is fantastic from a goofy standpoint. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very ridiculous. All right. So this is, a ba- this is bad from a goofy standpoint. No, it's okay. just goofy. It, it, like yeah. I said, mission accomplished. Okay, yeah. All right, just checking. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let us know your favorite diehard in the in the comments. Um, as Matthew says, uh, sad to see that for Liam Hendricks. Uh, we'll be talking about Liam Hendricks uh, 
undergoing successful Tommy John surgery this morning in Arlington, Texas. Uh, we will be talking a little bit about Dylan Cease's bad start in Arlington, Texas, and we'll talk about the catcher that they acquired from a Texas team. Houston is in Texas. The stars at night. Isn't that Big and bright. Um, Deep in the heart of Texas. R.I.P. Peewee. Yeah. Mercy. It's okay. from the movie. It is? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like a country song. I mean, it probably is, but that's where I know it from. Right. It's oh. part of It's in Peewee. I got to watch, watch the movie there, Sean. Well, we don't, we're off tomorrow. We're off Friday. We're off Saturday. We're off Good. We're not off Sunday. I was it's about a to myself the day off. It's a really good time to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Quick movie, funny, enjoyable. I don't think it's problematic, but it probably has some words that we can't say nowadays, but fun. It was the 80s. Come on. They were wearing goofy newsboy hats and going, Arr! So, right, he does that? Yeah, yeah, he does. All right, cool. All right, I'll stop. Um, let's jump into uh, <laughs> Dylan Cease's start. Uh, Stephen, feel free to flash your starting pitcher graphic. Um, Dylan went one and two-thirds, allowed seven earned runs, seven hits, one K, and three walks. Dane Dinning. Hey, we know that guy. Dane Dunning. Yeah, I should be able to say his name. Uh, Seven and two-thirds, one earned run, three hits, 11 Ks, and one walk. Um, Dylan threw the most pitches in the first two innings of any major league pitcher this year. Yikes. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, he He was getting hit, and he was issuing walks. And he was getting hit out of the ballpark. Uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong, and it ended up with him throwing a massive amount of pitches in the first two innings. I think he nearly got to 80 or was right around 80. Um, 79, yeah. Yeah, so it was just ugly. It was one of those ones that is just an all-time clunker that you throw out the window right away. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to look at this and say – any sort of trend thing for what Dylan's done this season, but it was a terrible outing. I'm sure he would tell you uh, that exact thing, uh, and it basically ended the game in the second inning. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, as a professional, you have to block out all the stuff that's on the outside. I mean, as a human also, he's probably hearing all the stuff that happened yesterday and not knowing where he's going to be on Wednesday. Will we make it a start in Texas, or will he be in Baltimore, Arizona, L.A.? But as a professional you got to block that out. I don't care if it's tough, and you can't have this type of performance. I mean, the season's over, but it's very unusual to see Dylan C. struggle this mightily. As you said, Sean, the most pitches in the first two innings out of any pitcher in Major League Baseball. That's doing something because there's been some terrible performances this year. And not necessarily – I didn't think that Dylan was getting – I mean, he was getting hit hard because a couple home runs went out. But I don't think he was – you know, bad necessarily. I thought he was, you know, on the other side of not good, but I don't think, oh, man, that was an atrocious thing, even though he didn't get out. He just didn't have it. And some nights you don't have it. And this is one of the teams, the Atlanta Braves is another team that you don't have it. They're going to punish you. They're going to put some runs on the board. And uh, that's what they did today. And I mean, I think ultimately it doesn't matter, but it's sad to see that he goes out and gives this type of effort and then, I have people in my DMs, they should have treated him, DFA him. And I know some of those are joking, but still, come on, man. The man ha- can have a little bad outing every once in a while, especially versus a great hitting team like Texas in their home ballpark. Well, Scott Merkin had some quotes from Cease yesterday uh, down in Texas. Um, you guys going to clap? Am I gonna have to no, you got to say the stars at night oh, are okay. big and bright. All right, okay. Deep right. in the heart of Texas. All right, I'm just... <laughs> Very loud. Uh, 
Merck said, cease on his day today, quote, it was kind of a wait and see moment. I really didn't have any other information on that. I was just hanging out and seeing what was happening. And then uh, Merck continues, CSUN, if he believes the White Sox will aim at contending in 2024, quote, yeah, I think so. That's probably what they're planning. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, end quote. Seems like a typical Dylan quote, but, you know, you mentioned the up and down day, uh, the kind of unknowing of where you're going to go. Um, do we think that played into a, a big factor of why he was so bad today? I mean, we know Dylan to be kind of, you know, Walk prone. He's given up some homers before. I mean, like, this is just a bad start. I mean, yeah, but yeah. he throws in a couple of strikeouts. You threw him one strikeout today. That's not Dylan Cease like. Yeah, he can walk people, but he'll get his fair share of strikeouts during that game, and he didn't have any of that today. So I can give him that excuse, but I wouldn't give that excuse to anybody else. So I don't know why I'm trying to, you know, alibi for the guy. Maybe because I think, you know, he's a good pitcher and got his shirt on, but. If this was anybody else down the line and on the rotation, I would be killing him right now. But I think Dylan Cease has put up enough uh, good outings and enough good stuff on the other side where I can say, okay, this is an outlier. He's not this. He's not even close to this. And so I think he'll be fine in the long run. And if he was thinking about the stuff that happened yesterday, I hope he has a lesson to tune everything out in the future, especially on a bad team you might be going places eventually. Like, next year, this might be the same thing we're talking about is Dylan C's getting traded. you got to zone all that stuff out. Get yourself in an isolation booth, and if, if they tell you you're traded, you're traded. Otherwise, you're on the team. Well, and him and, and, and Lucas Giolito both were, are, are guys who constantly talk about that that's what they're trying to do is block stuff out, is to focus very, very specifically on what they've got to do, and it's really paid off for the both of them, right? Um Dylan, if he was bothered by that, and who wouldn't be, right? I mean, we talked about the other day some of these players, you know. I mean, my goodness, it's it's you. It's it, we talked about it with Lance Lynn, right? You wake up and you look at your phone and you're being told that you're that you're moving, that you're moving your whole family, that every that your world's changing, that your employer is changing. Um, you know, we from the outside can look at it as like, oh, they're just moving pieces around, kind of thing. But that's their life, and they're getting moved. And so I can understand where it would affect you. But here's the thing, Dylan Cease's whole M.O. when he, when he talks to us is got to focus on what's in front of me, got to focus on what's in front of me, block it all out, can't worry about what's going on kind of thing. If, if, I'm not saying that's what happened because we've seen clunker starts in April, we've seen clunker starts in May when trade talks were not even a thing. But if that's something that, he, that, that, that did affect him, it's understandable, but you got to go out and do your job the next day because you know, it's, it's all about putting it right behind you. And, I mean, the one thing, too, that sticks out, uh, Stephen, feel free to flash the StackHouse graphics. Um, I mean, it was kind of just a bad start because he wasn't able to hit the zone. Uh, Normal pitch mix for him today. Nothing was really off from the velocity or spin. uh, But you go to the next one. um, I mean, just wasn't able to really induce any whiffs because he wasn't really in the zone much. Uh, You don't see any... Uh, a majority of called strikes there, called strike whiff percentage of 23%, um, and he was in the zone 41%. That's not good. Um, you know, we brought up the – I still haven't learned the guy's name. I need to uh, – the one they got from the Yankees in the Keenan Middleton. Uh, Corella. Corella. He was, has like a 64% strike rate. Like that was when Dylan was his best, was when he was able to get those whiffs outside the zone. He was able to locate that forcing fastball. Um, that just was not here today. Um, an ugly start. So uh, he didn't make us feel good. Um, 
but uh, our, our friends over at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary, uh, they're all about owning the weekend. We got an early weekend. Yep. No show tomorrow. No show on Friday. They're really celebrating Fridays, but hey, our Friday is a Thursday today, and then we're getting an extra Friday on Friday, and then we got a Saturday. Um, that's very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> but we're just owning the weekend, and our weekend starts early, and that's a picture I'm trying to paint. Uh, who in Chicago sports have made you feel good this weekend? Because obviously it wasn't Dylan Cease. No offense to no. Dylan. Um, I, I'm going to give it to him. Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn made Ugh. me feel good because of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and whoever did the trades. They did the trade deadline correctly. I'll, I got to give him credit. He had a good week, and maybe he doesn't look like he had a good week, but the players he got back looked like champions, and it looks like those players that they gave away, they weren't going to be here anyways except for Kendall Graveman. Might as well get something for these guys, and Rick Hahn is my guy. This will be I, probably the first and last time I'll give him the sunny side uh, made him, I, me feel good this week. I know, I know this is an ad read, but... They look like champions. Yeah, yeah they're I in the minor league. I think Hurd needs <laughs> to shower after that comment. No, the That's players, the players comment. are the players look like they're better than the players that we gave away, and they have some future. They're all top ranked in their own individual teams. What Corey Lee's the fifth. We had Kiro's the second, and people in the Angels already bitching because Lucas had a tough start today in Atlanta. Hey man, That's why Rick Hahn had a great week. Because he saw that these people weren't going to be here and got top value for these people. Lance Lynn is terrible at baseball, even though he pitched well last night. They got two great, good pitchers that might figure into the White Sox in 2024. That's pretty good. Um, guy Shane is saying Cubs are making him feel good. Uh, they have now scored the Cubs? Uh, 36 runs <laughs> in the past two games. That's a lot. Uh, the White Sox, they scored one run today. Uh, it took them into the seventh inning. What was the Sebi homer? They, in the uh, eighth. Eighth inning. Eighth inning. Eighth inning yeah. how, how long was the stretch of? So it was two full games. So that's 18. 18. Then the last two innings, well, I guess, yeah, the last two innings of the game on Saturday. 20. And then the first seven tonight. 27 straight innings yeah. where they didn't score a run. Uh, so the 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 it might be twenty six because they didn't bat in the ninth inning okay. on Saturday because they won that game. So the the, the yeah. Sox took them about twenty six innings to score a run. There the Sox the, the the Cubs in eighteen innings have hung hung up thirty six. So that that's pretty that, good. That make you feel good. They did not um, make me feel good because I'm not a Cub fan. I'm a White Sox fan. Okay, Herb. The point is Chicago sports. Nope. They you, play you in Chicago. Me, you asked me. Say something about like Sunnyside. Bears training camp. I'm giving my opinion. Sunnyside. You asked me. I was me saying Shane said that. <laughs> Mercy. I'm just reading the chat. I'm with you. I know, and I'm fucking with you back. Shane, they um, shouldn't make you feel good. Damn yeah, it. It, it, I, I don't, I don't and know about that, And we kicked the Cubs out of Studio A. They're over there sitting in, over there watching the game because the Cubs games last forever. I'm trying to end it be our show before their their show their game even ends. We pretty much um, did that yesterday. We'll, we'll keep trying. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis uh, Dispensary is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. And Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. If you're not sure what to order, head in, and their bud tenders can help you through uh, the ordering process. But if you know what you need, they have an easy online ordering uh, process and in-store pickup and great transparency loyalty program Sunnyside Rewards and uh, right now through August head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order one use per customer it's not stackable with other promotions and that's not only for new customers anyone can use our code pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder 
Um, and we'll also want to let you know about our friends over at Hooters. Um, Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafood, snack sandwiches, salads, and more. They have tons of great beer specials and six day, $6 drink days. No, $6 all day. Wait. Six dollar drinks all day, every day. Check out our seafood Third specials. A charm. No, I think it was about the fifth. Uh, <laughs> check out our seafood specials. Uh, I've had about thirty dollars worth of drinks from Hooters. Uh, check out our seafood specials. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three a pound for crab legs. Eighty-three, eighty-three, and great prices on buffalo steam ship shrimp. And Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary on the 4th of every month. Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing back the 80s with 83-cent wings with other great specials. Next one is on August 4th, which is Friday. So there you go. Go buy some cannabis at Sunnyside. I was going to say the, the W word, but I don't think I mean, that's you a... You can say that. Uh, well, they're, they, they, you know, they don't want you to they say... They want us to be specific. Be, it's cannabis. You know, it's illegal. It's, it's the... Le- it's, it, it, this isn't your friend down the street. You Mary know? Uh Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, head over to Sunnyside and then go over to Hooters and eat some wings and get some cheap drinks. What yeah. a Friday. <laughs> Mercy. Uh, <laughs> on the weekend, folks. Can I get a reefer? Can you say that? Is that? Is I that, don't think so. Uh, uh, we're going to move on. I guarantee if I go to side, I'm going to Sunnyside and saying that. Um, and uh, bloodied up said, uh, how one? long? Can uh, we get- just one. <laughs> 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 Let's move on. Uh, tough topic here. Uh, Liam Hendricks this morning underwent uh successful surgery to repair a torn UCL in his right elbow. And I, I, I just didn't, I, I wasn't brave enough to say what UCL stood for, um, but he Ulnar had collateral ligament. Thank you. Um, he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, and this was after they placed Liam on the IL stemming on June 10th. Um, he, Formed in five games, but the big story obviously was, you know, in January we got the news that he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, then in April he announced that he was cancer-free, and then May 29th he's making his debut with the Sox, and then his season ends on June, and now we're getting this uh, knowledge that he's going to be out for 12 to 14 months. Um, let's just start off with the news. Um, Liam Hendricks going to be out for 12 to 14 months. Yeah, uh, not how this story was supposed to end, right? I mean, the uh, absolute joy and, and, uh, uh, you know, awe that everybody felt when this guy made the rapid return that he did from such a tough battle earlier this year uh, to be able to pitch before the end of May in a big league game after going through chemotherapy. um, It was incredible. It was amazing. And uh, everybody who likes baseball watches baseball, doesn't give an absolute damn about baseball, wanted to see him succeed and see him turn this into doing his normal Liam Hendricks thing on the mound. Um, And as you mentioned, he did not get a chance to do that because of a baseball injury, right? This is the, uh, you know, we we went through all the emotional um, tributes and talk about Liam as a person and everything when he was diagnosed with cancer earlier in the year, and now this seems like uh, another blow, but let's remember this is a baseball injury that guys go through all the time. Uh, It just so happens that it's stacked on top of uh, a very serious medical issue that happens to far 
too many people, regardless of what walk of life they happen to be in. So um, as I to, to get back to how I started this, not how this story was supposed to end, not how you want to see it end. And given what Liam's contract is currently uh, running through, we'll get to some of the specifics, I'm sure, as we keep talking about this, but let's just say running through the end of next season, that would be about 14 months from right now. So it's very possible should he, uh, you know, finish his White Sox tenure at the end of his current contract that uh, this might be, uh, uh, there might not be any more Liam Hendricks uh, pitching appearances for this team, which um, would be very sad because he did so much work to get back after a very, very tough battle, a very, very tall order, and he did it, and it was amazing, and now this is how it's, uh, it's, it's going from here. Well, regardless of what they do with the contract, Herb, 12 to 14 months, he's either able to return and start rehabbing in August or at the latest, October. So, I mean, whether they pick up or decline the option, whatever happens with that money, he's likely pitched his last game as a White Sox, as Melissa stated. I mean, would you be expecting Liam to, to pitch again in a White Sox uniform, at least uh, in 2023 or 2024? Uh, no, but... Well, always, obviously not 2023. But I'm always, never count out Liam Hendricks because who would have thought he would have picked six months after a diagnosis of stage four cancer. So I'm not going to count, count him out. He pitched with this injury for, what, nine years plus uh, the torn UCL. So I'm not going to count him out from being a quick healer and wanting to come back next year for the White Sox, whether they're competing in late in the year or not, because – uh, if there's if they do sign him, which I would think they would, because just because the player is and the money's the same, so he gets that money whether he's on the White Sox or he's not. Yeah, prob- probably good to interject and yes. just describe what that was. That was a uh, a very unique contract when it was signed. The fourth year of Liam Hendricks's contract is a team option. The White Sox can pick it up for I believe it's fourteen million dollars. Is that correct? Fifteen million dollars, or they can decline it, and the buyout is. $15 million. So effectively, it's a four-year deal, but I guess if they wanted him to not be on the team that badly, they could decline it. And then I believe, as you said, the that buyout would be scattered over many years. Yes. From 2024 to 2023, it would be deferred over... To 20, 2033. 2033. Yeah, right. Thank you. That would make no sense if it was 2023. So 10 years. Uh, for Yeah. So 10 years of $1.5 million. Yeah, so I would expect Liam probably to be pitched his last White Sox pitch, but I guarantee the guy's going to pitch a major league pitch after this. You don't go through Tommy John just to chill out at the crib and do nothing. That's true. So he's doing doing this so he can pitch again. And, you know, that's the thing, like, with his cancer diagnosis. He said, and he talked to Jameson Tyone, he's like, you know, don't let anybody tell you how to do your thing. If you want to go out after your cancer treatments and throw a little bit and get some bullpens in, do that. And that's why he came back so early, because he was already ramped up earlier than anybody would have in that period where if you were just going through cancer treatments, which everybody in the world would have, and not, you know, do your job on the side – then he would have had a longer ramp up to get to the major leagues. So I have no doubts that he's going to attack this, like he attacks everything in his life, and maybe he comes back. And I think the White Sox, you know, you know, put the 12 to 14 as just a generic Tommy John 
You know, that's the, the standard year, or standard uh, out time. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's not back before the 12-month diagnosis on the low side because he's Liam Hendricks. He's a different person than anybody else and that, in the best ways. That's he's true. A, he's a great person. He stands up for uh, marginalized communities that he's not a part of, and he's a leader, teammate, great performer, had hard times early in his career when he was a young player, couldn't hang on to a team, got DFA'd all the time, and then turned himself into this. Like, It's a great story for Liam Hendricks, and I want him to have all the success in the world. And uh, I wish the White Sox would sign him for multiple reasons because, you know, health insurance, him still being around the team, that's a positive thing, I think. And also the possibility of him after his contract runs out next year, maybe re-signing with the White Sox. Because if they're supposed to compete next year, I would think they would try to compete in 2025. And a Liam Hendricks as their closer, I think is uh, valuable in the back end of the bullpen. Or just as your setup guy, wherever he wants to be at that time, I think uh, will be a good thing. And signing him, I think, will help the White Sox sign him in 2025 if he wants to pitch after that. Just because you brought short returns back from Tommy John up, uh, Bryce Harper returned after 160 days. Obviously, he's a position player. Tony Womack after 182 days, uh, obviously a position player. Um, so, I mean, just coming back as a a, 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 a pitcher, I mean, just it, it seems so difficult with that injury. I, I would be surprised if it's if it's under a year. I mean, that would be superhero stuff. And obviously, you know, I mean, at some point you he's already be done human. some superhero uh, yeah. stuff this year. At some point you got to be human, right? I, I mean, let's not put pressure, but I, and I don't feel like that was, but um, you know, hopefully he can return. Um, but he's going to be 36. I wouldn't think that this is the end of Liam Hendricks. I do absolutely expect him to make a comeback in him pitching in 2025, regardless if it's with the Sox or not. Um, I, I do, you know, foresee that. Um, but even though it is a little inside baseball to talk about the option and you know if it's going to be deferred or not. Um, you bring up the issue of health insurance and you bring up obviously the unique situation of him and his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma battle. Um, what do the White Sox do? Because do they pick that option up and, you know, pay him $15 million because, you know, what if he means to the baseball community, what he means to just the community in general um, because of the person he is and just the unfortunate break that this is. Or do you defer it and do you just give him the freedom to, you know, rehab and rest up and, and do what he wants? Um, you, you are going to give him, you know, $15 million either way. So it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's an interesting question and we'll find out, obviously. Um, I think there are a lot of really good pros to doing what you said. And, you know, everybody always looks at this from a spreadsheet standpoint, from a video game standpoint. There's a person standpoint to it as well and for as much crap as Jerry Reinsdorf takes for the loyalty that he exhibits to his employees there are good sides to that Mm -hmm. and it would uh, you know something like this would seem in line with the way some things have happened for the White Sox in the past in terms of keeping people around Um, you know so maybe that's an option but who knows we've seen teams the Cubs come to mind sign guys who they knew were not going to play for them in a year. Now, granted, the reason usually is because they think 
the following year, mm-hmm. they can have them under contract. I believe it was during the winter meetings one year where they gave – was it Drew Smiley who they gave a yeah. two-year contract to knowing that the first year he wasn't going to pitch for them. And then the hope was on the other uh, – in that second year, he would, and I believe there was maybe an option attached, something like that, to protect the club. But basically they were paying him to get better Yep, with the idea that on the other end um, – he would be able to be better for them. Um, now, Liam's contract is over at the end of next year, even if they do pick up that option. But maybe there is something they can change around and work out so it's more of a situation like that. This is all very speculative, yes. just totally guessing at things that might or might not be even be possible. But I think that there's a this is a different situation given the, the, the type of person that Liam is, the type of clubhouse presence he is, the type of pitcher, the qu- high quality of pitcher that he is, and what he just went through personally, what that meant for him, what that meant for the team, and for baseball at large. Well, and two, I feel like it's just an awful headline to see White Sox decline option on Liam Hendricks as he's... Re- like, like it, I'm it's, cancer survivor Liam right, Hendricks. Like, right, like, I yeah. mean, like, it's not... It's it's just... It's all... Like, just... The phrasing will always be horrible, even though he is guaranteed money right. with, with them declining that option. Like, he is going to get $15 million, and, like, you know, Fred says, they could decline it and then sign him to a league min- minimum deal, and, you know, he can have that insurance or whatever. Like, I mean, they, they could Drew Smiley him. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think the contract initially was built... And it has to be something where the fifteen million on the team is more detrimental than the fifteen million deferred. Like as far as the two two thousand twenty four payroll is concerned, that's the only reason I could see the White Sox declining that option and then doing the uh, deferred payments just so we can get off the books. It doesn't count as uh, fifteen million for the twenty twenty four. They can have a little bit more financial flexibility. But I think, you know, like Vinny said, Jay Reinsworth has done things that he didn't need to do. And if you guys remember Jay Williams, the Bulls rookie point guard, in that summer he rode his motorcycle on the north side and hit a tree. He was pretty much done for his career. Jay Reinsworth didn't have to pay him. He violated his contract right there by riding a motorcycle and getting into an accident. And instead, he did pay him. He paid him out his rest of his rookie contract, and so Jay Williams can be financially secure in that fashion. But yes, like I said with uh, what Vinny just said, like loyalty goes both ways. It's sometimes bad if you just have people on your team that you never fire, but also the comfort of, hey, this guy, if I work hard for him, won't do me wrong when it comes time to when I'm in hard times or financial difficulties and or not even, you know, Liam's not in financial difficulties, but, you know, he probably would want health insurance, even though he can pay for his own. But throughout the team, it's probably a little bit more easier going to the same doctors. Don't have to go through the, the hassle of changing, you know, your doctors if you don't want to. And so I think Jerry and the rest of the White Sox will do the right thing. And if they do the thing where they decline the option, it would be strictly business. And hopefully they do, like Fred says, sign him to a one-year deal so he's still on the insurance. But well, let's remember this, too. You bring up, sign him to the league, decline the option, bring, sign him up to a league minimum deal. You don't think there are other teams out there that would want Liam Hendricks for 2025? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And so I'm, it might not be a league minimum deal. It might be a two-year deal that costs you several million dollars because look at, you know, like I said, with, with what the Cubs did, you don't think there's some team out there who would want to, uh, who would want to, do, who would want to do that same thing with a 
multi-time all-star closer, a guy who the last time he was on the mound was one of the best closers in baseball. That strikes me as something that would be interesting to more teams than just the one that has the direct relationship with him right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, uh, again, Drew Smiley got $5 million a year to go sit on the bench for 2017. So, well, and yeah. not sit on the bench, to, to rehab, to get well, better. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm course. just saying. But like, not, not, <laughs> not participate in the game. The point is yeah, it's, an, it's an investment by the team in that we think that with you healthy, you're going to be worth all of that to us in year two. Yeah. And it, 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 it's happened before and the, in this exact situation where it was coming back from a, from a year in which you weren't expected to pitch at all. And why wouldn't you invest in that person specifically? Because, again, what he's shown has always just been uh, stuff of uh, superheroes. So um, we wish Liam the best, and uh, we'll obviously be covering what his future holds with the White Sox, but we just don't know enough yet because he just got surgery. So uh, he's got to recover, rehab, and uh, we'll hear more uh, once Rick Hahn speaks uh, at some point, uh, probably just next homestand, you'd Perhaps. assume. So uh, th- there should be some speaking on the Sox uh, just on, on, on Liam soon, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Corey Lee after the break, but want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. The South Paul bobblehead over there uh, was uh, a set decoration donated by FOCO. Uh, there's also a TA one back there that they uh, donated to our set, uh, so go show them some love at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O. Uh, Tevin Jen- Jenkins of the Bears uh, was uh, wearing some crazy FOCO uh, like Bears overall overalls. Suspenders, from FOCO, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, um, everything in between, <laughs> like Bears overalls. Uh, it's, it's baseball season, so you can get your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Uh, so, again, check out FOCO.com. Click, click the description below. For online pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Lewis University. Uh, again, Ashish, my guy from 7-Eleven, my cousin Maggie, Jay Zawoski. The big three. Max Struess of the Miami Heat. Yep. Uh, students it's are just like four. Cleveland Guardians. Huh? It's on the Guardians now. Or not the Guardians, the, the wow, Cavaliers. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. He's not on the Guardians. <laughs> he is not Deion Sanders. Neither is Josh this. Bell. No. And Josh Bell, you know. Neither hey. is Mike Zunino. <laughs> they traded him. I think he's just gone. Bad. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, he's just bad. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they, they just got no hit. And you know what's funny about Josh Bell? He got some hits tonight with Miami. So it's like they should have kept him. Got a like, home run. They're in second place. Single. Yeah, hit a home run. And they won that game, 9-8. Oh, wow. Jake Burger uh, effect already. Hey, literally. <laughs> a $5 uh, burger night. They got TWTW, <laughs> the, will, the will to win. Uh, but students are just like you at Lewis University. They have full-time jobs, full families, full-time sports fam- fandoms, so go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago and Romeoville, and it's ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Um, and they also offer, offer career support and academic resources for adult students. So if you're looking to complete your bachelor's degree or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. We always want to uh, give a shout out to uh, the Aviation Maintenance Technology Certificate. We're not sure if you can become a pilot there, but you can do a lot with aviation. Go there and um, try. Huh? <laughs> Go there and try. Go there and try. Yeah, right. Uh, go you could learn pilot to, drones. You could traffic all You could control all the traffic of the air yeah oh you can pilot drones right you can mm-hmm. pilot drones from the ground 
from the drone. Yeah. Uh, discover how a degree from Lewis University can help you build a better world full of drones. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Is that their catchphrase? Yeah, that's their catchphrase. A better world full of drones. Full of drones. Uh, and if you want to hang out with us, I just bought my tickets today. CHGO kickoff classic at Coghill on August 25th at 9 a.m. We got a shotgun start at 9 a.m. You're going to get 18 holes with a cart with your ticket, an exclusive CHGO pins and aces uh, golf towel for, for players. Oh, uh, golf towel for players. Uh, we also got whole contest, giveaway, prizes, lunch, drinks, and ceremony after the round. And there's a diehard discount. So if you are a CHGO diehard, go to uh, allchgo.com today sign up uh, you get 20 percent off all events and we'd love to see you on the links on august 25th at 9 a.m um, in diehards too you get premium written content at allchgo.com you get a free shirt when you sign up and the members only discard discord we call it the chgo lounge uh, so head over to allchgo.com to sign up to be a diehard today or to uh, buy your CHGO kickoff classic tickets. Uh, let's go to the Super Chats here because uh, Cubs fans are upset that uh, we have Studio A. Uh, <laughs> Fernando Rodriguez says, Play faster games. Cubs CHGO <laughs> should be in Studio A. What the fuck? Uh, Jack R says, Sean, my man, how do you give the Cubs guys Studio B after tonight? Um, first come, first serve, baby. First come, first serve. <laughs> also, it's math. There's two of them. There's three of us. Also, got to be honest with the people here watching, and we got to let them know. Why am I? We picking? actually, we actually have a fight every time that we have the <laughs> studios hey, hey, together. Hey, first rule. Yeah, first rule about CHGO I'm, Fight Club. I'm sorry. Uh, Corey took me down, but uh, Sean and Vinny overpowered uh, Corey, uh, Cody, and so we won eventually. And, well, uh, and we got two away. That's the map that Sean was referring. I, I, I'm to. sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to tell, talk about tell it. Tell your CB. Tell your couple people to fight better. Right, and I know we're not <laughs> supposed to talk about it, but um, I think it was really cool just how we kind of you know finished Corey off with a little power bomb, you know, a little uh, little double power bomb. That was real sick of us. Um, right through a table too. It yeah, was very it was convenient. That the table too. was right there. Yeah, I very know. unnecessary. Uh, very crazy. Uh, and shout out to uh, Ellie. <laughs> what does Rick mean uh, that people in charge? Next. Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, we kind of talked about this uh, last show. This um, was the comment on, uh, yeah. we'll see what the future holds kind of thing. It was, it was just a cryptic comment basically saying, Jerry Reinsdorf has the power to fire me, and we will see if that happens because our vision was not fully seen. I mean, that's how I took it. And as we talked, Jerry Reinsdorf's very loyal, so that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it is a possibility. Rick Hahn is my guy. What was that? Said that? That's I a herb quote. He already cut it. Rick my guy. my guy. You cut that from today? I did, yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So in perpetuity that'll be my thing. Thank god. I mean, he'll Your be here. Phrase. He'll be here forever, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, wait. I mean, we did extend the offer. I mean, it's August 2nd and Rick Hahn's not here smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey with us, uh, bemoaning the uh, failure of the White Sox. So you heard what about happened the, with that? You heard about the fights. I knew he listened. Here. Yeah. He's like, "No, oh, I'm not going to be in that rowdy crowd." <laughs> Sorry, Cub fans. They're over there. It still works. You can still watch them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Jerks. Uh, let's jump into our friend Corey Lee, uh, our, our new uh, a friend over at uh, right now Charlotte, but possibly Chicago coming up. Uh, you guys jumped on a Zoom call with him. Uh, we're going to hear from Corey, and then we're going to talk about uh, his love for catching uh, and 
if it is possible that the White Sox may make a move to either uh, remove Sebi Zavala, the home run hitting Sebi Zavala. The only reason they weren't blanked in three Uh, straight games. Right. Or the $18 million man, Yasmani Grandal. But here is Corey Lee on his love for catching. And I think we start with a Vinny question. Um, you're the captain back there. You're the quarterback. That's what that's what I've always wanted to do. That's what I've always wanted to be. Everyone's eyes are on you. Um, even when it's on TV, everybody's looking at the catcher. So it's it's a pretty good job to to do. Obviously, it's really, really hard. But um, if I played any other position, I don't think I would uh, be so successful. At it. And uh, as far as just the, your previous major league experience, just what did you learn from that that first time up getting that getting the taste of, of major league baseball as well? Um, I got to be around Martin Maldonado. I got to uh, learn from him. I got to see how he managed the coaching staff or a pitching staff at that end. Um, learned how he communicated with pitchers, and it, it taught me a lot. And obviously, I'm going to carry that into and in further in my career. Um, and obviously, just kind of make it my way. But he taught me how to really, really be a professional catcher. And obviously, over there at Houston, they knew how to win. And obviously, I kind of want to bring that over to the White Sox. Corey, uh both Rick Hahn and uh, Pedro Grafal have talked about you probably getting a, a chance to play at the big league level this year. Um, I don't know if they've talked to you about kind of what the plan is, but if it is going to be at the big league level, what sort of uh, opportunity is that like for you to, uh, to, to come over to an org- or new organization and be able to get that opportunity right away? I think Corey may have froze for minutes. We'll give him a second to see if his connection resets. He's going to rejoin the room, so just give us a minute. Appreciate everyone's patience. It'd be unbelievable. Um, obviously, it's a lot of trust going into me. Um, I'm going to play my game. I'm going to do what I do really, really well. I'm going to connect with the with the pitching staff. I'm going to kind of be I'm going to be a catcher. Um, I think that's the main priority. Obviously, at the big league level, is is being a catcher, learning how to communicate, learning how to call a game. Um, but obviously, I got to just play my game, and and whatever happens, happens. Hey, Corey, um, from a defensive standpoint, how do you characterize your own skill set? What are the things that you would like to uh, refine yet? And what are the things that you uh, consider to be strong suits? Um, I want to continue to refine just the game calling aspect. Um, Obviously, just being a professional, being young, um, connecting with older pitchers. I think that's a that's kind of something that goes just not, not a lot of people see it. Um, is is a 25 year old trying to talk to a to a 32 year old that's been in the league for a little bit. So, um, communication is something that I'm obviously going to get better at. Um, something that I I do really really well is is throwing really really well. So I'm going to continue to do that. And then obviously just having high energy out on the field. Um, I think that correlates to the game. And obviously when the catcher has high energy, I think the game gets going a little bit more. Uh, Steven, go to the comment from Blue Waves because uh, he said the, the Sox are doing a rebuild and they got to do it the Bears' way. Um, well, our guy Corey Lee is is our quarterback. He he's the he's the quarterback. He all eyes are on the catcher. Um, I mean, the Sox need somebody to step up because we know Yasmani Grandal's contract is up after the end of the year. Sebi Zavala, it's, it's fine. He's batting one fifty. He's got seven homers. He does. Did, did you know? In White Sox history, that Yasmani Grandal and Sebi Zavala have the same amount of multi-home run games? Three. How about that? How about that? Doesn't mean anything. But no, no, it does not. Um, <laughs> I mean, is Corey Lee the, the future catcher? Because it seems like he's excited to be a catcher, and it, it doesn't seem like the White Sox are going to move him off that position. 
No, I mean, certainly not at this point are they going to do that. Uh, he's, you know, he, he talked very glowingly about being a catcher and the mentality that that takes, even going as far to say that if he had his mentality at another position, it might not work out for him so well. Um, he's a guy who is going to get an opportunity here. We heard Pedro Grafold definitively say, yes, he's going to come up and play for the Major League team. Rick Hahn, a little less definitive, but not really ambiguous in saying that it looked like perhaps as soon as this oblique injury is behind him down in AAA, that he could be making his way up to the big league club here in Chicago. So it is a guy who's going to get that chance. Probably of all the guys that you saw, not only acquired at this deadline, but any other prospect, notable prospects in the White Sox system that you have in mind, Corey Lee's probably the guy who's going to get the best opportunity out of any of them over the final two months of this regular season. That's what it looks like to me right now. Um, we can talk about roster moves, sure, but I think the point is, hey, this guy might be the catcher of the future, and they're going to start finding out if that's the case right away. He's going to be probably the catcher of the present very soon. And, and, uh, and you know, I wrote about it today. I think he's saying things that all White Sox fans want to hear, especially when he talks about how good he is at throwing. Uh, you know, you might see uh, some improvement <laughs> in the, uh, in the, in the uh, job of controlling the running game, but um, they're going to see if that hitting can go along with it. I think it was 104 games last year, just over 100 games at AAA. He hit 25 home runs. That that's, works. That's notable. Um, and, and so we'll see how that all translates to the big leagues. I'm not telling you what kind of expectations to have. It's a guy who's only played a dozen games in the major leagues before, but I think his his talking up of working with Martin Maldonado, think about Martin Maldonado's resume, not only just along for the ride with the Astros as they have been one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball over the last many years, but 54 playoff games he has caught, and he uh, this is more of a fun fact than anything else, but last night he caught the third no-hitter of his career. There's only two catchers in the history of baseball that have caught four. Uh, I read uh, the article, so uh, I already know. You know who it is. But, yeah, yeah. Jason Veritek and uh, Carlos Perez, who used to uh, play for right. the uh, Phillies. So um, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I it, mean, you know, you, it helps can, have it. Can we name all nine? All nine what? That they caught? So the, all eight. All, all eight. All, all, mean, it's all yeah. eight. Yeah. So, yeah, four each. They didn't call, oh, four yeah. each. Yeah. Four each. For Verlander and Perez. No, but... Oh, oh. Maldonado's only caught three. Yeah. 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 But the point being that if this is a guy that Corey Lee is trying to model his game off of, you could could pick a lot worse guys. This is a a pretty accomplished catcher and a guy who's done what White Sox fans want to see done, which is handle a pitching staff that can go deep into the playoffs and power a team to a World Series. Yeah, and I don't ask a lot, and I don't think fans ask a lot for catchers, but what Sebi's done this year can't ride for next year. And so getting Corey Lee, a guy with some power, and maybe can run into a couple, as long as he can catch and his, his pop time is a little bit better than Sebi's or definitely Yaz's, I'm fine with it. If he works well with the pitchers and gives you, what, 220, 230, I don't need a lot. I just need you to be all right offensively. Don't need to be asking or don't need to be JT Real Muto or anything like that. But if you can run into a home run every once in a while and contribute offensively, let's see it. And I'll be looking forward to him coming up. He seems excited about catching, which is very weird. Reading your article, I was like, man, this man is juiced about catching. <laughs> right. Calm down, brother. You don't want to be moved out the catcher spot. I get it, brother. But, uh, hey, if you gotta be, you got to be enthusiastic. If he's faking it, 
till he makes it cool, but he loves being behind the dish, and I hope that translates into actual good results for the White Sox and himself this year and the next. Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Corey Lee. Um, I mean, I think Maldonado over the past three years is like 30 doubles and 35 homers. Um, if you're able to give what he does to the pitching staff and you're able to, to catch like that, hey, cool. Um, yeah. Maldonado obviously never, like, stays in one place, though. He finally found a, a, a home in Houston, but he was a Cub. He was bouncing around, like, all around before he finally, uh, you know, planted his roots. So, you know, it, it does take a while for those guys to be appreciated, I think. Um, so we'll, we'll see if Corey Lee is able to make it here in Chicago, but he might be a guy that's playing until he's, like, 37. He might Jeff Mathis this thing. Well, and like I said, he's getting a chance now because, I listen, they acquired a catching prospect who's rated higher than Corey Lee in Edgar Caro, uh, but Edgar Caro's 20 years old, and so I don't think you can expect Edgar Caro to be a part of the big league team, certainly at the outset of next season. So Corey Lee's going to get a shot right now to come up, try to, to establish himself, and Really, I would venture to say that no matter what he does over the next two months, he's probably got the inside track to the opening day catcher job next year. Correct. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I don't know who the Corey's refer- referencing. This this team named the Sucks. I don't know. Oh he- yeah, no. Corey's absolutely owning us in the chat right I, now. He's getting our butts. The Suck are the worst team in baseball. Can you go I, up a little I don't bit? Know who the fifth worst team in baseball, uh, I believe. Right. The yeah. Suck. Give Reinsdorf them. needs to sell. The sock. You got us, Corey Polk. Amen, brother. Keep trolling. Um, he looks like he's older than 12, but whatever. Hey, you know, he's just styling, profiling in that pick, leaning I mean, he's sideways. sideways. too, yeah. yeah you know, hmm. he's too cool to be vertical. He's, he's like Jamiroquai. You love Jamiroquai. I do. Um, I think the we got band, a s- not the guy. Super chat. Let's, uh, let's bounce. Um, Maddie said, uh, bless, bless you guys for having to cover this garbage organization ran by the Three Stooges. Um, that'd be fun to assign. I mean, those are uh, currently dead. All of them? All three of the Stooges are There's far more than three. They've been dead for a long time. I, well, isn't it uh, Moe, Curly, and uh, Larry? Moe, Larry, and Curly are the famous Stooges, but of course Shemp. they were Shemp. Uh, Ooh, sorry, who? Shemp. You're unfamiliar with Shemp? Like oh, Shemp with an M. Shemp. Shemp was, a, was the Stooge that Curly replaced. But then there's also two other lesser-known Stooges. We got Curly Joe Ooh. or Curly something? Joe yeah. and Just Joe. So there are technically six Stooges. All dead. <laughs> so they're not running the White Sox Sky right point. now. Um, uh, what did, uh, just waiting for the uh, Jerry has agreed to sell the team uh, news to drop. I, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Probably a couple, two-tree year there uh, before that happens. But uh, maybe one years. day. Uh, 20 years. Someday we'll know. Uh, but anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Make sure you're checking out Vinny Duber's article at allchgo.com uh, about Corey Lee. We obviously touched upon it here, but you could read more about it at allchgo.com. Also got an uh, article up from yesterday about the trade deadline and what Rick Hahn had to say. So make sure you go to allchgo.com to check that out. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And you can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We got Studio A. Ha, 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 ha. We got you, Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. No, we won't. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye.